Welcome to another edition of San Luis Valley Voices, a production of SL Voices, your voice in the San Luis Valley. Without further ado, enjoy the program. The Monta Vista Chamber of Commerce is proud to sponsor the monthly Monta Vista Chamber Business Spotlight Podcast, highlighting member businesses, events, and organizations. The Monta Vista Chamber of Commerce exists to promote businesses and events in the Monta Vista area. They serve its members and the community at large by planning and hosting many local events, social media promotions, advertising, and help to improve community relations and communications among the residents and guests of the Monta Vista area. Their mission is to advance a sustainable business environment and improve the quality of life for the community. The Monta Vista Chamber of Commerce is located at 947 First Avenue in Monta Vista. You can call them at 719-852-2731. That's 719-852-2731. Or visit their website, montavistachamber.org. That's montavistachamber.org. And check back at the beginning of every month for another Monta Vista Chamber Business Spotlight Podcast. Coming up on this podcast are three special interviews. The first is the June 2021 Chamber of Commerce Business of the Month, White Glove Janitorial, featuring owner-operator Callie Widger. Following that is June's featured business of the month, Jade Communications, with Director of Operations Josh Weehy and Marketing Director Jordan Weehy. Wrapping up this podcast is the featured organization for June, the Brothers Keepers Motorcycle Club, Chapter 19, with President Matthew Cordova, Secretary Jim Clare, and member Scott Deacon. Please enjoy this fun and informative podcast. I'm Adam, and this is the Monte Vista Chamber Business Spotlight Podcast for June 2021. A woman-owned and operated janitorial service implementing green cleaning services, OSHA certified, fully insured, and background checked. That's White Glove Janitorial, and it's right here in the San Luis Valley. To find out more about their mission, vision, future plans, and everything they're offering, we got together with Kelly Widger. Kelly is the owner and operator. Kelly, welcome to SL Voices. Well, thank you. Glad to be here. And we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. And first, let's get your story. Where are you originally from, and how did you end up here? Colorado, born and raised until my parents moved to North Carolina, and they moved back. My sister started White Glove Janitorial. My parents inherited it. Mm-hmm. So I started a cleaning business in North Carolina. I moved here in 2005 with my children and picked up where they left off. So we've had White Glove Janitorial in the Valley for a lot longer than I've been here. That's 15 years plus. 16. Well, that I've had it, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, what did you do prior to that? Tell me a little bit about your past, your history. Oh, I was in commercial insurance. I did house cleaning. I stayed at home mom while my kids were little. That's about it. Stay at home mom. That's a full-time job. It was job. a full-time job, yeah. Do you have any particular hobbies or special interests, things you like to do in your off time? I love eBay. So I'm an eBayer. I love to go treasure hunting. And my mom left us a bunch of really great treasures that were selling on eBay. So that's kind of my fun pastime. Well, White Glove Janitorial is the Monta Vista Chamber of Commerce's Business of the Month for June. So congratulations. Thank you. Let's talk about White Glove Janitorial. And of course, feel free to get into as much detail as you'd like. First, what's your mission and vision? I believe that the first impression of a business is when they walk up, someone walks up to the business. I love Monta Vista and I want to see the businesses in Monta Vista succeed. I want to see them be thriving and where people want to be. And so for me, cleaning a commercial business like that really helps promote the business. It's kind of like a service they need, but it helps them out too. Okay. Keeping the businesses clean, doing a really thorough job. We try to be really detail-oriented in our cleaning, and we do team cleaning. So if somebody misses something, normally we have somebody that'll follow up and catch up on it and cover it for them or call them on it. I notice in your information that you state green cleaning services. What does that mean? We don't use a lot of really strong chemicals. We know there's a lot of people that have chemical allergies. Mm -hmm. We don't like to waste paper. So we are big on cleaning with washable, reusable microfibers. Mm -hmm. We use enough chemical that we have to to get the job done. 
but not overly saturate anything. We're all about cleaning so that it stays clean as long as possible. I'm not a big believer in heavy dust spray. It just builds up and it makes things even stickier and dirtier. Ah, okay. And we use a lot of Swiffers, disposable Swiffers, and then the microfiber rags to clean with. And you state OSHA certified? For some of our jobs, we have to be OSHA certified. We do some medical facilities, and for those, we have to know the safety regulations. If there's a bloodborne pathogen, you know, they find needles, they have to know what to do. Okay, that makes sense. And you're insured even? We are fully insured, general liability, and workers' comp. And a background check? Well, most of my employees that I have, and I don't like to call them employees, Mm -hmm. they're my staff, they're my go-to people. Sure. I know them personally, have known them for years. Those are the people that I hire, or they come from people that know people. They're vetted personally. We do work for some law enforcement, so we have fingerprints on those necessary jobs and soft background check and things like that. So anybody that can't pass my background check for one of those jobs probably won't work for me. You're really serious about this. I am. For my people to be honest and not have an issue with that and to do a good job is of primary importance to me as a business owner. I want my reputation and the reputation of the people that work with me to be upright and outstanding. As you said, you're working in some sensitive areas too. We do. We work a lot of law enforcement. We work in medical facilities. We do a lot of offices, banks. We work them all. Where in the San Luis Valley do you currently offer your services? Well, right now we're, we're Monta Vista and Alamosa. Okay. Are there any future plans to expand beyond that? I looked at expanding to Del Norte one time, but my staff all lives on this side. I would consider the right job, you know, in another area. Callie, what sets your cleaning services apart from others here in the Valley? Like I said, we're very detail-oriented. I really want my people that are cleaning with me, I tell them, go look for the dirt. We all can get in a rut where we're just perfunctory doing our job. Sure. But there's a lot of things that might go unnoticed. Like if you have a big spot on the wall, you can see that. But if you don't see the drips underneath a hand air dryer that's dirty and grubby, Mm -hmm. you might not notice it, but yet you do notice it. So we really try to stand apart by doing a really thorough job. A lot of my jobs I don't get to every day or every time they clean, but I do try to go in and stop in and kind of send out reminders to everybody. We're really good about sending a text, hey, we missed this. Let's be sure and everybody check up on chair legs or arms or the door frames and things like that. Those little things that are little, they do mean a lot. So we try to be very detail-oriented. Well, I think hand marks are one of the big things, aren't they? As people, traditionally, when we're walking through a doorway or something, we have that habit of grabbing the side. And over time, it leaves a mark there. Yeah. People rest their hands on door frames. It's not a big thing. It's not, like I said, a big stain on the carpet or something like that. But all those little things add up. And so we try to keep a regular check on these little things that go. And my personal pet peeve is I hate dust on a computer screen. Hate uh-huh. it. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you're using the microfiber to clean those off, right? We use a Swiffer, hand prints. We don't use any chemical on our computer screens, but we can use a very lightly, lightly damped microfiber if there's like somebody's touched it with a greasy, grubby finger. Ah. You'd be surprised how many computer screens have fingerprints on them. Oh, I bet. Kelly, what do you wish you had known when you first started out? So I guess when I first started out, I kind of did things the harder way. I wish I had known all the tricks and tips that I've learned in my 20 years of cleaning on how to more efficiently get things done, use less chemical, and don't work so hard. What is one of the biggest tips that you've learned? One of the biggest tips I've learned is, A, don't use too much chemical. In our society, a lot of times they think more is better. But when it comes to chemicals and cleaning, it's not always that way. Swiffers are a godsend. Swiffers are a blessing and microfiber is awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, when I first started out, I used a cotton rag and I used a feather duster and I could watch the dust just come off the surfaces onto the, what was below there. And so we've learned that Swiffer dusters and uh, the microfibers are great. This is not an endorsement for Swiffer, by the way. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good product. It is a good product. Use the right way. Kelly, you're also busy with other enterprises here. Can you tell me a little bit more about them? Well, we have established a couple of Airbnbs in the area, and we've had a piece of property that has kind of been a rundown property, and we've decided that we're going to turn it into a glamp campground ah. and a dog park, like an exercise dog park where you have agility training things for your dogs and everything. And so that's in the city limits, and it's within walking distance of downtown. Nice. We're really excited to bring something fun and interesting to Monta Vista. 
target idea when you might be open? We'd hope for June 1st, but obviously that's not happening. The weather has kind of put us back. We're hoping we're going to have campers in there in June. We've got things like a big van we've turned into a camper. We've got some canvas bell tents that'll be all glamped up and everything that people can come and rent for more of an experience. And then we'll have camp places where people can bring their own campers and stay. Those will be dry camping? It'll be dry camping. We will have some like hand wash water, a little bit of water provided, but there's no hookups. There's no electricity. Mm -hmm. We'll be using the website HipCamp and Airbnb.com to book our spots. Well, I wish you the best with that. Well, thank you. We're really excited about it. I think it's going to be a great addition to Monta Vista here. Kelly, at the end of the day, on a professional level, what drives you to do what you do? I have a creative need inside of me that I've tried different things. I'm not an artist. I thought I was, but I am not an artist. But I need somehow to get my creative juices out. So my husband and I have really enjoyed just the creative part and the building something, you know, producing something, helping the people that work for us, help them earn a living so that they can do what they want to do. We don't believe that you have to live to work. Right. We want you to work to live. So all the the folks that work for me, we're flexible with our schedules. I pay them well enough that they really appreciate their job and do a good job. It gives me satisfaction knowing I'm helping other families Mm -hmm. and that we can do something creative and fun for the community. You even had a brick and mortar store here for a while. We did. We had Calligans. It was fun and it was a lot of work. (laughs) (laughs) That's the price of small business in this country. Yeah. It is always a lot of work. Why do you believe local organizations should join the Monta Vista Chamber of Commerce? In other words, what benefits do you see for the members? Well, I have enjoyed being part of the chamber. I mean, even this opportunity here to talk with you and to get our mission and our information about our company out to the community is priceless. We get to know not just the business, but we get to know the people behind the business. And I think that's really important. It helps make a connection and it helps build community. I've been here for 16 years and I've seen Monta Vista in my short 16 years here change and grow and come together better and there's still room for growth. Oh yeah. But I really believe in Monta Vista. We're working on it. Yeah, you are, I know. (laughs) There's a lot to do, but yeah, it's, it's really come a long way. By the way, all of your contact information will be on this podcast webpage. So if people are interested in reaching out to you, finding out more about your services, about your campground, or everything else, reference this page and it'll all be there. Callie, anything else that you'd like to mention? As a business owner here in Monty, several businesses, I'd like to see that the community reach out and support not only my business and janitorial and our dog park, but in all the other businesses. There are so many great people here in Monty that have so much potential. And I just believe that Monta Vista is growing towards being a thriving, fun community with lots of things going on. People will want to be here. They'll want to, oh, let's go to Monta Vista from Del Norte, from Alamosa, from all over the valley. Let's go to Monta Vista and see what they've got going on. I just would like, you know, to see more people reach out and be a part of what's going on here in Monty. Be part of the growth and be part of the fun that's coming. Don't miss out. We're becoming a destination town. Exactly. With our campground, that's what we're hoping that, you know, our campground isn't in the woods with the stream and all this beautiful stuff, but it's going to be fun. Well, and you got some good views of the sanctuary from there too, don't you? We do. We have some good views. We have very historic space in our property is where back in the 1940s, we had German prisoners that came and were housed on our property and worked for the different farmers in the valley. We're going to feature the history of that and what makes Monta Vista tick, the center of the valley here with coors and potatoes and farming and hay and the history of Monta Vista. We really have so much potential. Monta Vista has so much untapped potential. So I'd like to see people reach out. If you need janitorial work, we're the ones to call and keep looking for our new campground and dog park. This is a woman-owned and operated janitorial service, white-gloved janitorial service. If you want to find out more, certainly reach out. They're OSHA certified, fully insured, offer background checks and everything else. Kelly, appreciate it. Thank you for your time. Well, Adam, I sure appreciate the opportunities. Nice chatting with you. With a commitment to delivering the best online experience, including tools like parental controls and virus security that are sure to save you time and worry, Jade Communications offers all that you need for fast, reliable internet access, VOIP phone service, and even more. 
providing awesome internet to Southern Colorado for home, work, gaming, and streaming. It's Jade Communications in Alamosa. Now, to find out more about their mission, vision, future plans, everything they offer, and a whole lot more, we got together with Josh Weehy. Josh is the Director of Operations. Also joining us is Jordan Weehy, who is the Marketing Director. Gentlemen, welcome to SL Voices. Thank you. Good to be here. We appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. First, let's go around the table, briefly get your story. Josh, we'll start with you. Where are you originally from? How did you end up in the San Luis Valley? I'm an Alamosa native, went to Alamosa High School, and then I did my undergraduate studies at the University of Denver and then did my graduate studies at Yale uh, in theology. Really? Yeah. I sat there at graduation with a theology degree and I'm like, huh, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. I decided to come back and help my dad, who is our general manager here at Jade, and I totally found what I loved here. All things geeky. I didn't know I was a nerd inside, but turns out I'm a real inner nerd. I always knew you were a nerd. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Hobbies? Special interests? What do you do in your off time? I love anything outside. So hiking, backpacking, I like road cycling, and then I have a 19-month-old son. And so I'm a father of a young boy, and my wife's pregnant too, so a lot of our time is spent running around the house chasing kids. Family stuff. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. All right, Jordan, how about you? Are you also from the San Luis Valley, I assume? Josh and I are actually brothers. Josh is my older brother. I grew up here in Alamosa as well. Went to Denver for school. Did my graduate work at the University of Denver. Right before COVID, I graduated and decided to move home. Oh, my. It was the perfect timing, and it was so great because Alamosa opened its arms to me, and Jade did the same, and we were able to make some really cool changes mm -hmm. and bring new innovation that actually helped people during COVID. One thing I'm super excited about, and this actually happened over the weekend, is I qualified to race for Team USA in the duathlon. So I'm now a representative of our country, and I compete on the world stage against other countries in the duathlon. It's Isn't incredible. that cool? Well, that leads into particular hobbies, special interests. Obviously, there's something you do in your off time. You know, I do a lot of eating and a lot of working out. That's pretty much my life. No wife or kids right now. I spend time distance running, and I spend time road cycling. And that's what I do. Outdoor things. I mean, this is Colorado. It's the perfect place for it, isn't it? Absolutely. And it's great, because, especially here in the San Luis Valley, because we were able to actually recreate in the last year and a half where a lot of my urban counterparts and friends haven't really been able to do the same. Well, Jade Communications is one of the Monta Vista Chamber of Commerce's featured businesses for the month of June, so congratulations. Wow, thank you. We're really honored. Yeah, totally. You mentioned to me this nickname that the two of you have earned. You're called the Broadband Brothers? Is that right? That is right, yeah. It's a nickname that we've earned in the last year and a half, in particular because we believe in an internet experience. Okay. We don't believe in just providing internet to someone's home. We want to make that home unique to what that person's doing with their home internet experience. Whether it's a parent and they need parental controls, or whether it's yourself, Adam, working from home, you don't have internet that supports that. So we have worked together to align our marketing and our operations mm -hmm. and have earned this nickname in industry. Yeah, it's really great because we get to have different expertise in kind of the same industry. Mm -hmm. So a lot of my work focuses on network expansion, bringing people faster speed, putting in new cable, et cetera, et cetera. And then Jordan will turn around and really hone his expertise on the marketing side. So together, it's a great partnership. That's a neat title. I love yeah, that, Yeah, it's kind guys. of fun, huh? And who gets to work with their brother every day? You know, this is such a treat to be able to work together in real life. Yeah, well, and get paid for it. And I think, right, like we're in the Valley, right? What's one of the things the Valley's known for? It's known for family business. Yes. Right? We're part of the telephone industry for about 97 years. Our grandfather worked in the Blanca Telephone Company in Blanca. So we're fourth generation in the telecom industry. So that's awesome. And we were older than some of the farms. And so we think that family legacy is such a strong driver of what we do. So how special, one, to have people who are awesome at both what they do, but two is to be able to keep it in the family and keep that legacy going. Let's delve into Jade Communications, and you guys feel free to get into as much detail as you'd like. First, what about your mission and vision? Our vision, Adam, is to solve the digital divide in rural America. We know that before COVID, millions of Americans didn't have access to the internet. We've worked tirelessly partnering with school systems and communities, and in some cases the chamber and local government entities, to find ways to get internet to people, especially in the last year and a half when they're trying to work remote, learn remote, or do something that they couldn't do because we couldn't leave our homes. So that's really our vision. Now we've added some services and some cool things as a cherry on top to make that experience more unique to each individual person. What are some of those things you've added? 
We developed a Wi-Fi app. We're the only provider that offers something like this. It's so unique and so cool. So every Jade customer gets the Jade Wi-Fi app. And we scan that to their Wi-Fi unit. As part of the Wi-Fi app, you can block content. You can set time limits. You can blacklist particular websites. It also includes a defense system. Imagine a bubble around your home that protects your home from intrusions. Every Jade subscriber gets that too. Not only do you get killer internet, amazing Wi-Fi with the latest technology, but you get a bubble of protection around your home that protects every device on your home. So think of your Alexa, right? We protect that. At the same time, every subscriber gets the Wi-Fi app where they can see what devices are connected in real time and they can manipulate those devices. Let's say mom wants to serve dinner at six o'clock. She can stop Wi-Fi at six o'clock every night on her app and it controls all the devices on the Wi-Fi network. Let's say that we want to help a student be digitally there, not digitally truant for school. The administrator or the parent can say no TikTok, no Snapchat, no Facebook, pretty much just school. And we can manipulate that through our Wi-Fi app in real time. Wow, that's a lot of control in one device. So you're not having to worry about every device in the house. Right. We believe privacy above most, right? We want our users to be protected from the outside world, especially when there's more. And you read this every day, right? Coffee pot gets hacked. Alexa gets hacked. So we protect about 15,000 intrusions a month. A month. From our subscriber base. Really? And that's just us saying we love you. It's on the house. And then all the advanced parental controls. We even have a feature. This is completely relevant in the COVID world where you can prioritize what type of traffic happens in your Wi-Fi. So for example, my wife works from home. So I put work from homing at the top and gaming at the bottom so that when my kid games, it doesn't bump her off her Zoom call. We believe in people having full ultimate control of their Wi-Fi. That is incredible. My favorite, Adam, you probably met us in a commercial from another company that does a similar thing, not here in the San Luis Valley, but my favorite is when the boyfriend comes over to visit the girlfriend mm-hmm. and mom and dad doesn't know he's there. But when he pulls up into the driveway, mom gets a notification that the boyfriend's phone connected to Wi-Fi. And all of a sudden, it's a different conversation. Caught red-handed. <laughs> Tell me about some of the services that you're offering. And I noticed off of your website, again, for residential and business, you've got gig internet, premium Wi-Fi, streaming TV, phone service. Wow, you guys are doing a lot. Yeah, everything that we do revolves around the internet. So it first starts with giving people more than enough internet than they'll ever need. We believe in a buffer-free experience. There's not a specific technology that offers that. It's not unique to fiber. It's not unique to wireless or any other technology. It's unique to us because we give people gig internet services. We believe in a future where gig is minimum amount of bandwidth needed for every home and every business. Okay. That's the bottom layer of the pyramid. Everything else builds on that, the premium Wi-Fi service. That's included with our Jade Wi-Fi app that allows folks to have more Wi-Fi coverage in their home, but also those controls that Josh mentioned earlier with bandwidth prioritization and parental controls. Layering on top of that is a beautiful TV service, 11 local channels, super affordable and ultimate HD quality. And then we have our phone service. I'll let Josh kind of explain that. So I think our phone service is the best kept secret in the Valley. About $22 a month, we give the user everything they could ever want. Unlimited long distance, call forwarding, all the fun call features, really priced really well, less than a dollar a day. You're not over copper lines, are you? No, this is based on voice over IP protocols. So this is over the internet tunneled. We were the first company to do voice over IP west of the Mississippi River. We're fourth generation telecom family. Mm -hmm. And so uh, about 25, 30 years ago, we were the first company to do voice over IP. And that expertise has allowed us to keep costs really low, but be value oriented towards the subscriber. Yeah, I've read a lot about Jade recently. You guys were named Global Innovator of the Year in 2020, as well as featured by your alma mater, the University of Denver, for helping to close the digital divide. Tell me more about what you've been doing during the last year and why Jade is getting all this recognition. Oh boy, that's a great question. Adam, what's interesting is we're both really humbled to receive an industry award for Innovator of the Year. We were granted this award because of the Jade Wi-Fi app that was debuted last year in May, right in the heart of COVID. And I'll tell you a little bit of the story behind it. We were hearing over and over again about parents who wanted to turn off their internet at nighttime Mm -hmm. because the kid was supposed to be in school as remote education still is for a lot of families. 
But they were goofing off at night and the mom and dad couldn't get them to bed. Or in other situations where mom and dad couldn't get their kids together for a family meal. They were all glued to their devices or doing things they weren't supposed to be doing. It obviously isn't feasible to turn off internet for thousands of customers. Right. So we put our heads together and we said, listen, how can we give the user control? We started developing a free mobile app for the iPhone and for Android. Debuted in May of last year. And across industry, people started to look at us and say, this tiny company in Alamosa, Colorado is doing some really innovative things. And we were the first company globally beating out AT&T, Verizon, to have this level of control for your Wi-Fi. Yeah, on top of all that, we've partnered with every school district in the Valley to help their students meet the digital divide. So we've done some really cool projects with Del Norte, Center, Monta Vista, Alamosa, Sierra Grande, Centennial, Sanford. I mean, every district we've partnered with to make sure their student has internet. And a lot of times we put the infrastructure in at no cost to the customer uh, or to that student, for example. Mm -hmm. And so we brought online almost 250 students between March and April of last year. We've worked with a lot of cool partnerships and it's been awesome. Keep mentioning the word digital divide. For those who might not know what that means, what is that? The digital divide mainly refers to the access to internet between rural and urban citizens. There's been a ton of research, Adam, about how successful someone will be if they come out of a specific zip code. And what plays into that success is access to the internet for educational and professional means. We have worked to ensure that the San Luis Valley is never mentioned in the digital divide conversation because we want to give every student the opportunities that Josh and I had here growing up, being local boys, getting world-class education across the University of Denver for both of us and then for Yale, for Josh, and then coming back to serve the families and the communities that call this place home. You know, the San Luis Valley, I think, gets a lot of bad press. I think people from their ivory towers in Denver, right, say like, oh, the valley doesn't have anything good. They are woefully misinformed. We've heard this narrative before, right, that like, oh, small towns don't have anything to offer. And we want to make sure that the digital infrastructure is in place. So when someone wants to work from home from their cabin in Caneos Canyon in Antonito, for example, we're there to help them. Where there's broadband, there's economic development. How are you getting the signals out to these remote areas? Obviously, there's cable infrastructure, the fiber in certain places, but what do you do beyond that? We're technology agnostic. So what I mean by that is we use whatever technology that can give the subscriber massive amounts of data, massive amounts of internet. In a lot of cases, that's fiber optics. In other cases, we go for a wireless solution. In some cases, we use like some 5G-like technology. Mm -hmm. But we're technology agnostic. We believe that when a customer orders service, they should get what they ordered promptly, and it should not be dependent on a technology type. Or time to build, right? Sometimes those fiber builds, they're awesome, but they take years to build and bury and dig. So being technology agnostic allows us to better serve our community and more quickly help those customers that need it most. So basically, you're going to figure out what works best and make it happen. Yeah, I see that as, you know, that's something that I do a lot is I play with about four different pieces of technology all the time. And when someone says, I want service, it's okay. They obviously don't want to wait two years for us to roll the fiber optic line to them. Sure. So let's get them internet. Let's get them it tomorrow. For a lot of these students that we connected last year, we use different technology types to do so, but whatever got us to achieve that end quickly and promptly. So in different areas, we have different technologies. But again, the intent here is to get people more internet than they'll ever need as quickly as possible. You mentioned Wi-Fi. Most internet companies don't talk about Wi-Fi. What's the difference between yours and, say, one from Amazon or Walmart? So what's funny, Adam, is historically it was the only option for many years where your internet provider would provide a fiber line or a wireless line to your house, and you were responsible for your own router. And you want to go to Amazon and buy a router, mm -hmm. right? Or maybe the internet service provider gave you a basic one and it wasn't good enough for your needs, didn't have the horsepower. We believe in a buffer-free zone. We also believe in making the internet magic happen. Mm -hmm. so included in our service is a Wi-Fi service. When people buy Jade Wi-Fi, they buy the internet line and the Wi-Fi because we see ourselves responsible for serving that customer in every part of their home. If they're working from home, we want to make sure that the router can handle that level of traffic. 
And so we go that extra mile and not only provide an amazing fiber experience or fiber-like experience, but we also make sure that they have Wi-Fi coverage in every room in their home, that they're able to get on with every device, the PlayStation, the computer, the phone, even some of those IoT devices, the smart blender, the smart refrigerator, those all need to be connected to Wi-Fi too. Our premium Wi-Fi service supports full smart home protection and service, ensuring that every device that needs to be connected can be connected. Well, let's face it, your router's that last link in the chain. It's the last link. Yeah. yeah. And if it's not working right or can't handle all the traffic coming in, it's a problem. And it's a huge problem. But again, we're not talking about a box. We're talking about a system, right, that allows full control for the user. We told you, like, our claim to fame is our Wi-Fi app. It's not just, oh, you need a better box in your home. That's awful. What our approach is, is let's get a holistic system that you can control on your phone from anywhere in the world, your Wi-Fi at home. You get complete insight into what's happening. From our app, you can say, oh, my son has spent 65 minutes on Facebook the last week. You can use those insights to drive action. So we're not box builders. We don't believe a better box is the issue. We want something that can support up to 250 clients. So bring all the devices you can at me. We can take it. We literally tell people that, Adam. Bring it on. Bring it on. We believe in full control for the users. Everything they'd like to do, we're able to support. One of the great stories about premium Wi-Fi as a service that we offer is recently with the school district. In the fall of this last year, Alamosa School District, one of the classes did a lunar system study. And so the kids had to build like a mini solar system. You remember doing this in elementary school? One of the students Googled the word moon. You can probably imagine some of the things that that student saw. Mm-hmm. And we worked with the parent to make sure that that student did not see anything unsavory or that was not age appropriate to ensure that child's protection. The same thing has happened with one of our team members who was working with their child on a snake project. The student doodled snakes. You can imagine some body parts or some other things that was filtered in there. So we're able to put a safe search function to protect our children and our youth who are doing innocent school projects. And again, all controlled by the Jade Wi-Fi app. That's why our Wi-Fi is categorically wholesale different from buying a box at Walmart. Because this is a system that can grow. And customize. It's fully customizable, right? I can set it so that Jordan has different restrictions than I do. Or my kid, right? My kid can't look at pornography, violence, et cetera, et cetera. He pretty much can't look at anything. (laughs) (laughs) Those are earned privileges. Right, right. For me and Jordan, I set it so that, oh, uh, you know, no pornography, safe search, and no internet after 11, right? Because there are time limits. You can have certain devices not get internet after the defined time limits. It goes way beyond the box. If you think Wi-Fi is a box, I would love to prove to you at Jade that it's a lifestyle. Oh, of course, your contact information will be on this podcast webpage. So if you want to learn more, please reach out to these guys. Obviously, they know what they're doing, what they're talking about, and find out more. You know, I've noticed some changes in your brand too. Tell me more about that. What's going on? You know, Adam, we're really excited about the new Jade brand. We're calling it Jade 2.0. And what the new brand is all about is making the internet a fun, a magical, and an easy place that we believe everyone should have access to. Easy to navigate and customize the home Wi-Fi rules for your house, but it's even easier to buy internet. We make that internet purchase process super easy. And we have one of our Wi-Fi wizards. We don't have customer service reps at Jade. We have Wi-Fi wizards. And they reach out to you and they spend about 30 minutes to an hour with you at the time of install to make sure that everything that you want in your home working the way you want it working works that way. And they make, get this Adam, our Wi-Fi wizards make the internet magic happen. Where is your primary service now? Our service area, they'll just go over our service area and then I'll talk to you about some of the exciting stuff we're working on this summer. So our service footprint kind of looks like an elephant because we kind of go west of Del Norte about seven, eight miles. Mm-hmm. Then we come and we cover the entire valley floor. We go about 10 miles north of center, 10 miles north of Hooper, all the way to the New Mexico state line, all the way up Caneos Canyon to Orca, if you know where the base of La Manga Pass is all the way to the end of Castilla County, Blanca, Fort Garland, Mesita, all of that, Forbes Park, Wagon Creek, and now we're in La Vida. And the exciting stuff that I'm so happy to talk about is talking about part of that digital divide conversation earlier is we're extending our fiber optic network up to Cuchara, which is in Werfano County, the town before the ski resort, the old ski resort. Right. Right. So we have crews up there. We're putting in some internet magic in the ground. 
We have a large footprint, but a lot of our work this year is going to be dedicated up there in Kuchara, helping our Orfano County friends come online. You're all over the valley then. All over. This is what's so interesting, Adam, is those people up there have never had broadband access. There's never been a single carrier. Can you imagine having have lived the last year and a half without internet? And so we're working with our partners up there to make sure that the digital divide is not a reason why people don't move to Southern Colorado. Or let's put it this way, they don't move out of Southern Colorado. There you go. Again, like I said earlier, where there's broadband, there's economic development. It also goes the same way, right? Where there's not broadband, there is not economic development. One of the coolest things we saw is when we extended our fiber optic network out to Caneos Canyon up to those small communities, Mm -hmm. we thought over the wintertime that everyone would suspend their service and go back to Texas. They stayed because they realized, oh wait, I have killer internet here. And that helps our tax districts, right? That helps our livability. Grocery stores, coffee shops. But when we go to sell a home, right? If you ask real estate agents, does this home have broadband? And the answer is no, that home is less likely to sell. We're helping real estate values go up. We could go on forever about that. You're also actively involved in the community too. What kind of activities or events do you guys get involved with? You know, Adam, we believe in our heart of hearts in our community. We're a family business. We're both local boys. We want to see our community be better now than it has ever been and then continue to do so. We volunteer with the San Luis Valley Health Hospital here in Alamosa. We also help throw other events. We've helped Splashland with their local triathlon for years. Mm -hmm. We do about four to six events a year, donating to the food bank. We try to partner with other organizations, but that really ties into our mission and vision from earlier, which is helping our families and our communities. So not only are we doing things and getting people involved to make our place a better place to live, but we're also making it an easier place to live with parental controls, helping moms in their home, helping parents, helping dads, and reinforcing those family values that make the San Luis Valley such a great place. At the end of the day, on a professional level, what drives you to do what you do? I think two things keep me motivated. One is we talked earlier that we're fourth generation in the telecom industry. That's magical. That's special. And so even on those hard days, I feel like that is something that continues to bring me back is keeping it in the family, keeping it here in the valley. The second thing is I love that millisecond smile on someone's face when you've completely wowed them. That is completely priceless. And we're in the business of wowing people. We want to wow our listeners on this podcast. And I hope you give us the opportunity with all the sweets we can offer. Those millisecond moments are priceless. They're beautiful. What about you? Adam, for me, it's two things as well, but slightly different. One is innovation. We have talked before about sometimes where we live, we're technologically behind other places. That's not true in internet. We are a forefront of innovation, having won this award internationally, but we're going to keep building on it. We don't see that as a completion of our activities, but just the beginning. We're going to continue to innovate and work hard for the people that call the San Luis Valley home. And then number two for me, it's leaving Alamosa and by extension, the San Luis Valley, a better place than when I found it. When I was born here, it was really hard to get internet and much harder for a lot of folks out in in smaller communities. Mm -hmm. We're working together to make that process fun, to make it engaging, and to really enjoy living here. And broadband is killer to that. It's essential. Why do you believe local companies should join the Monta Vista Chamber of Commerce? In other words, what benefit do you see for the members? You know, I think it's exactly why we're sitting around this table right now, Adam. It's being able to meet folks like you, being able to network and to join together to make our community more collaborative, not competitive. A rising tide raises all ships. And I think working together, we can do a lot more than working against each other. I really enjoy the Chamber's focus on like the real mom and pop shops that you wouldn't like hear about. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of the chambers really successful at raising the visibility for a lot of those smaller companies. And so I love like, oh, because of the chamber, I went and had a drink at a place I've never heard of, or I had dinner at a place I've never heard of, or I bought something at a business that was different than I would have otherwise. So membership has been a really good thing. We've been members for a, a few years now. Many years. Is there anything else that either of you would like to mention? Again, we want to make the internet a magical place. This is beyond just words. We take it to heart. Let one of our Wi-Fi wizards show you how fun the internet could be again. We are not a boring pipe. What I mean by that is you don't just get the internet with Jade. You're going to get a whole lot more magic at a really, really competitively priced rate. So we'd love to hear from any of our listeners. You know, I am going to say 
in addition to everything Josh said, we're just fun to look at. We have a really fun brand. We have a great design team. They make you pause when you're strolling through Facebook just to get your eyes on something that we created. It's fun to be a part of this, and we'd love to have you in the Jade family. Well, again, if you need awesome internet in Southern Colorado for work, home, gaming, streaming, connecting your internet of things, devices, and a lot more, don't look any further than Jade Communications. Their commitment is to delivering the best online experience. It includes tools like parental controls, virus security, and all the things that save you time and worry. In other words, as they said, they're going to make the internet fun again. Gentlemen, thank you for your time. Thanks, Adam. If you're a firefighter or retired firefighter and you like to get together and ride, then you need to check out the Brothers Keepers Motorcycle Club, Chapter 19. Located right here in the San Luis Valley, they help support local charities, promote safety, increase awareness of motorcycles, and strive to improve the image of bikers here and across the country. Firefighters with a passion for motorcycles. Yes, there is such a thing all across this great nation of ours and even right here in the San Luis Valley. It's the Brothers Keepers Motorcycle Club Chapter 19 to find out more about their mission, vision, and everything else. We got together with Matthew Cordova. Matthew is also known as Fathead, and he is the current president. Also joining us are Jim Clare, known as Bear, and he is the current secretary. And finally, Scott Deacon, known as Scooter. He is a member and, of course, a past officer, too. Gentlemen, welcome to SL Voices. We appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Thank you. Yes, thanks for having us, Adam. First, let's go around the table real quick and get everybody's story. Matt, let's start with you. Where are you originally from and how did you end up here in the San Luis Valley? Yeah, I was born and raised here in the Valley. I'm from Garcia, Colorado. Been there all my life. Firefighter, active firefighter with Costilla County Fire Protection District. Mm -hmm. I was a battalion chief at one time. Now I'm just a member. I've been there 20 years as of this year. And I'm also a contractor. I build motorcycles, jack of all trade, master of none. Any particular hobbies or special interests? Oh, motorcycles, of course. I actually like building furniture. I started doing it a few years back and getting into that a lot more than I thought I would. What's the neatest thing you've built so far? I built my niece a nice little toy box. That was pretty nice. She liked it. That's been about my favorite project so far. Jim, how about you, sir? How did you end up here in the San Luis Valley? I was originally born and raised here in the San Luis Valley. been here all my life. I also retired from Monta Vista Volunteer Fire Department, had 25 years of service, served as assistant chief while I was with the Monta Vista Fire Department. So I've been here for quite a while. Now you say retired, but I know you're really active in the community. Yeah, I continue to stay active in different organizations, such as the Chamber of Commerce and also a member of the San Luis Valley Antique Iron Club, which is a kind of a tractor farm implement club. We're pretty involved with a lot of stuff. We're trying to work with some of the groups, such as the FFA Mm -hmm. in Monta Vista and Alamosa, get them involved with antique iron stuff like that, too. What about hobbies, special interests? Do you have off time to begin with? Well, I try to find some. I guess one of my main hobbies is a restoration of antique tractors. I've got a slew of those out of my place. I got some that are finished. I want to retire soon from my current job and make that part of my hobby that's uh, involvement where I do something instead of talking about it. One time I asked my nephew, I said, ask him what he thought about my tractors, and I thought he was impressed. And he says, well, they're nicely arranged out there. <laughs> oh my. So I, I need to get them fixed up so that they got a little bit of appearance to them. And I also like going to tractor pulls around the state. I'm a member of the Arkansas Valley Flywheelers Tractor Club and also the Front Range Tractor Pullers up in the Front Range, too. And I enjoy going to tractor pulls. You really do stay busy, don't you? Yeah, I try to. That is great. Rounding out our group here, Scott Deacon. Scotty, where are you from and how did you end up here? I was born and raised here in Monta Vista. Graduated from high school there. Was on the Monta Vista Fire Department for 26 years. Mm -hmm. I serve on the board of directors of the Monta Vista Fire Protection District. Been around here forever and just love it here in Monta Vista. You do something else too, don't you? You work up at the county level. Yeah, I'm the newly elected Rio Grande County Commissioner, and I just started that in uh, January. Mm -hmm. So that's part of my stuff. 
Also, uh, my hobbies. I just love hot rods and that stuff, motorcycles, tractors, anything that's got a motor, I'm into it. You're big into that nitro stuff, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of my big passion is nitromethane stuff. I got several friends that are retired uh, nitro racers, and I was lucky enough to get in with them. So right now I'm setting up a deal in uh, Pueblo for the end of June for a nitro gathering. But nitromethane, I love that stuff. It's just something about the smell and the sound in there. Yep. The Brothers Keepers Motorcycle Club is one of the Monte Vista Chamber of Commerce's featured businesses, actually an organization in your case, for the month of June. So congratulations, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Let's talk about the Brothers Keepers Motorcycle Club. You are specifically Chapter 19. What exactly is a Brothers Keepers Motorcycle Club? Yeah, it was started in 2005. It was started up in Louisiana. Basically, they started it because it was a bunch of uh, firefighters that loved to ride motorcycles. And they decided to form an MC, and it kind of snowballed from there. We're, I think, up to 43 chapters now across the country. We have three chapters in Australia. It's grown pretty fast, surprisingly, to the first few guys who started it. They didn't think it'd get this big that fast. Is it limited to a particular type of motorcycle, or are you open to any make model? We're open to any make and model motorcycle, as long as it's two wheels, or even three wheels. And that's one of the reasons why, when we first started talking about getting a motorcycle club here in the Valley for firefighters, Mm -hmm. we did our research, and a lot of the motorcycle clubs out there, you had to have a Harley. But some of the members, that founding members, had other than Harley-Davidson. So we found Brothers Keepers, and they accepted anything. That's why we chose them, and it was more of a family-based MC. Mm -hmm. It's uh, not as strict as some of the other motorcycle clubs. We're a little lenient to a point, but you still have to be an active member to be in here. We accept active firefighters or retired. It is a firefighter-based organization. it's just a firefighter-based MC, yes. Do you know what your mission and vision is? Each chapter is actually asked to find, I guess, an organization or organizations to help out in their area, wherever they're based out of. Mm -hmm. Most of our chapters, they do burn runs because most of them are in like Louisiana, Texas. That's a bulk of our chapters are at. They do a lot of burn runs for send kids to burn caps for kids that have been victims of burns. So they pay for them to go to like a summer camp, but it's strictly for burn victims. Here in this area, actually, we've done quite a few collaborations with different people here in the Valley to help out. We do a lot with the Veterans Coalition, the San Luis Valley Veterans Coalition. Richard Nagler's group. Yeah, Richard's group. And lately, the last couple of years, we've been helping out a young lady by the name of Julie. She works for the SLV Health, and she does a lot of community service and a lot of stuff for kids. So we've teamed up with her quite a bit to help out kids here and throughout the Valley. It's been a really good collaboration with her. She's got a lot of contacts, and we enjoy it. It brings a lot of smiles to these kids that we help out. And then about riding, I mean, and getting together, and sometimes we just go for a cruise to go for a cruise. Go find somewhere to eat and just to get together. And then with other people, too, we invite whoever wants to ride. I invite my friends that I know that ride. I always invite them if we're going somewhere. Say, hey, let's go with us. It's pretty cool. When did the chapter first start here? This one started in March of 2013. And we initially started with five members, and now we're up to 15 members. We were at 18 at one point, but then we've had some that have left or moved on. People move. Things happen. Yeah. Yeah, life happens. All of your contact information will be on this podcast webpage. So if people want to reach out to you, go to the page and your contact information will be there so they can reach out and find out more, including, of course, your website, your Facebook information and all of that. You're a nonprofit organization as well? Yes, we sure are. All right. What about special events planned for this year? We usually have our annual Thunder in the Valley Rally, which is usually in June, but now with COVID and everything happening, that doesn't seem like it's going to happen, but we're trying to see if we could do something in August. So we're waiting to see if the city will give us permission to do something this year. And if we do do something, it'll probably be just a one-day event because usually our events are two-day. Mm-hmm. So it'll probably just be a one-day event. We've been throwing around the idea of like a street party. Closing down one of the main streets here and having like a bike car show, have some vendors, some live music. Anything else planned for this year? Um, Actually, yeah. With the young lady we were talking about, Julie, we want to team up with her again this coming year. We're going to donate bikes to the children again like we did last year for Christmas. And then we're also planning, we're in the planning stages actually, we're going to do to actually help families that don't have much money to buy kids gifts or stuff like that. We're going to do plan a shop with a biker. So what we'll do is we'll have kids that'll sign up, 
She's got a team of friends that she rides with, and then, of course, our club members, and we'll take a child, and then we'll take them shopping, and then we'll spend so much money, and then they can choose who they want to buy gifts for. Oh, I like that. Some of our other chapters do it up in Texas and Louisiana, and it's really fun. They say they have a real good time doing it, and Julie brought it up, and I told her I was just about to talk to her about it, so it's fun. We've teamed up actually with the town of San Luis also. We helped them out this past year. They had a coloring contest that they do for the Christmas season, so we donated two bikes to them so they could give away to the kids that won. We're always finding different things or, you know, people reach out to us to help them do events too. And we do that. And then we like to hit as many poker runs or charity runs that we can to help out the local area. And then we get invited to different stuff too all the time that we go to. For someone who might not understand, what is a poker run? Basically, poker run, it's uh, when a bunch of bikers get together. And what we do is we go to several different stops throughout the valley and you draw a card. And usually you have five stops. And then when you get back, you know, you have a winning hand, high hand, low hand, stuff like that. And then prizes. There's an entry fee. And uh, one of the last ones we did is we made a stop at several of the fire departments, Moscow Hooper, Town of Center, Town of Del Norte Fire Departments. Those were the places we stopped at. And it was pretty cool because a lot of the riders got to see the fire departments throughout the valley. It was a lot of fun. So, you know, we're probably planning on trying to do another one of those this year sometime. Just make it a quick run and fun event and get together in association with the rest of the fire departments in the valley. I like that. What else has the Brothers Keepers Motorcycle Club Chapter 19 done recently? One of the things that we've done is we've been working with the Monte Vista Chamber of Commerce. Of course, we're a member of the Monte Vista Chamber, and we work very closely with them since we do downtown events. But one of the things we did is we donated a large screen TV for the chamber so that they could set up for Zoom meetings and training and stuff like that. And the reason we did that was because of the COVID going around and the way things were being set up. You couldn't meet in person, and then you had to have your distancing and stuff like that. Consequently, what we ended up doing was we were able to donate a large screen TV to the Montevist Chamber of Commerce. And then along with that, one of the local banks ended up donating a camera system to tie in with that. So consequently, we got a really nice system for Zoom meetings. Uh, the extension service has been used for training. So it's really turned out to be a great asset, not only to the town, but also to the Montevist Chamber of Commerce. And we appreciate them. It's quite a setup, it really is. RG Bank was the bank that ended up donating the camera system. Mm -hmm. And as you know, the Chamber of Commerce, most of their income comes from the Rocky Mountain Ag Conference held in February of every year. Well, of course, the COVID event really curtailed that. So what we were doing was trying to find ways to get some of this equipment and, and donations and stuff. And it was amazing how many people stepped up to the plate. For one, Brothers Keepers donating the TV and then Rio Grande Bank for donating the camera system to get it set up. So that's one of the things that's amazing about the community in the San Luis Valley, just like the Sky High Park facility that's being built. Mm -hmm. Eventually, we hope to have some events out there with Brothers Keeper. The amount of money that the Valley has donated to that project and everybody's come together. So we, we want to thank everybody that's done that, and hopefully we'll be into that facility soon. Once again, the setup for the TV and everything is really amazing, and it's going to help Montevist Chamber immensely. Well, everything's going online over this past year. It was a really challenging year, no question. And a lot of us learned to adapt and do stuff as much as we could virtually. So it makes sense. Exactly. A year and a half ago, I didn't even know what a Zoom meeting was. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, this ties right into my last question. Why do you believe local organizations should join the Monte Vista Chamber of Commerce? In other words, what benefits do you see for businesses and organizations here? Well, a lot of it is just the support of the events local and uh, trying to bring some economy to the town and not only just the town, but the local area. And uh, there's always a possibility of bringing in a new business, which we've seen just through contacts, not only through the valley, but outside the valley. Mm -hmm. And then the chamber has some good services to give to their members to help them out with stuff such as bulk mailing and the service of the big screen TV and meeting process, the meeting room, a lot of stuff like that. The Monte Vista Chamber of Commerce has really stepped up to the plate in the last few years to help support not only the community, but the town and people that are members. If you're a member and um, you have any gumption at all, the chamber is there to help you and work with you. I did want to bring up one thing. A couple of years ago, Matt brought the national chapter 
They came from all over, and uh, we had a convention, motorcycle convention, out at the Movie Manor, and they were all impressed with the area, and like I said, they were from Texas, Louisiana, all over, and it was a brainchild of Matt to bring the Nationals here, and I think in the future he's maybe looking at maybe bringing them back. It's up in the air right now, but we're thinking of bringing it back in 2023. And what it is is every year we host a national rally, except for last year, of course. Mm -hmm. They want to come back here. They love the area. They love being out here in Colorado. Can you blame them? Beautiful country here. Yeah, the fun part was, is when they came down, it snowed. And uh, (laughs) it was really cold. And then they went up to... Oh, they went to Pikes Peak. They went over to Telluride, to Uray, Durango. They were everywhere. When they got up to Wolf Creek Pass, of course, there was a lot of snow up on the pass still, so they were playing in the snow like kids. They just had a great time. It was an amazing view from up there, too. Oh, yeah. Some of the members have been to Colorado before. Some of them have actually relatives out here, so they knew about it, but a majority of them had never really been here, and they were just amazed by the area. They loved it. We took them up to Angel Fire to the Vietnam Memorial up there. That was a nice day ride, and they just loved it, so they're chomping at the bit to come back. Oh, a big difference between Louisiana or Texas and the oh, mountains yeah, because I've gone to Texas, Louisiana, North Carolina to the Nationals in the past, and it's beautiful country out there, too, but to me, nothing beats Colorado. Well, and one of the things, too, you know, the national parks, the sand dunes, the alligator farm, the mining museum up in Creed, they could take off for one day ride, half day ride, two day ride, or whatever, and they did, and they just took off and enjoyed it. One of the other highlights we had was smoking the bandit. Okay. We got a gentleman that was here in Monta Vista, and he's since moved on to this as a business, playing smoking the bandit. We had a skit out the movie Manor where he actually pulled in with a car that looked just like Smokey's car and uh, went into the restaurant and ordered a Diablo sandwich and went to the restroom and come out with a toilet paper behind him. And the whole skit was everything. And this guy looks just like Jackie Gleason, you know, and it was amazing. And everybody was really impressed. And then when we got done, we had one big group picture with the whole group and smoking the bandit out in the parking lot. It was really neat. Anything else that any of you gentlemen would like to mention? If there's any retired firefighters or active firefighters out here in the Valley that are interested in joining our club, we're more than welcome to call either myself or Jimmy or get a hold of us somehow or find one of our guys. If you see somebody out there riding around, they usually can get contact information to them, and we're more than happy to take on more members. Jim? Just that we enjoy being a club and getting together and helping some of these fundraisers. Like Matt said, some of the prizes that we give to some of these kids, like the bikes and the shopping with a biker and stuff like that, it's what we give back to the community that we really enjoy and like. And it's uh, fun for us and fun for them. Man, it's just nice to see a kid smile. One of the stops, Huscotty, this year, we went and took uh, the little girl to bike, his sister, and he asked for all our autographs. The big brother asked for our autographs. So that was nice. Stuff like that just kind of warms your heart and makes it all worthwhile. Scotty, anything to add? Like they said, with the the kids and the bicycles and everything, and Richard Nigley and the veterans, I know when we did those, it bring tears to your eyes because guys come in that were disabled or down on their luck with that were veterans, and they come in and thank us, and we're ultimately we're thanking them. Well, whether you're here in the San Luis Valley or anywhere else in the country, if you're a firefighter or a former firefighter and you'd like to ride, you need to check out the Brothers Keepers Motorcycle Club. All the contact information, again, will be on this webpage so you can easily find out more. Matt, Jim, Scott, thank you so much for your time, gentlemen. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. A woman-owned and operated janitorial service. Implementing green cleaning services. That's White Glove Janitorial. OSHA certified, fully insured, and background checked. They work for many city and state businesses, along with large corporate satellite offices. Call them today for more information at 719-480-9528. That's 719-480-9528. You can also find them on Facebook. Need your business cleaned without the worry or hassle? Then contact White Glove Janitorial today. If you want awesome internet in Southern Colorado for home, work, gaming, and streaming, look no further than Jade Communications. Their commitment is to deliver the best online experience, including tools like parental controls and virus security. Call them today at 719-589-5140. That's 719-589-5140. Email wizards at gojade.org. 
conveniently located just east of downtown Alamosa at 129 Santa Fe Avenue. Visit their website at gojade.org. Jade Communications, making the internet fun again. Firefighters with a passion for motorcycles. That's the Brothers Keepers Motorcycle Club, Chapter 19. They've been serving the San Luis Valley since early 2013. They work to support local organizations, promote safety, increase awareness of motorcycles, and improve the image of bikers. For more information, call 575-770-6945. That's 575-770-6945. You can also visit the national website, brotherskeepersmc.com, and search for Chapter 19. You can also find them on Facebook. That's the Brothers Keepers Motorcycle Club. Have you considered becoming a member of the Monta Vista Chamber of Commerce? You should find out about all of the great benefits of being a Chamber of Commerce member and how to join today. Stop by the Chamber office located at 947 First Avenue. You can also call them at 719-852-2731 or visit their website, montavistachamber.org. And be sure to check back next month for another Monta Vista Chamber Business Spotlight podcast on slvoices.com or any major podcast platform. The Monta Vista Chamber of Commerce is proud to sponsor the monthly Monta Vista Chamber Business Spotlight podcast, highlighting member businesses, events, and organizations. The Monta Vista Chamber of Commerce exists to promote businesses and events in the Monta Vista area. They serve its members and the community at large by planning and hosting many local events, social media promotions, advertising, and help to improve community relations and communications among the residents and guests of the Monta Vista area. Their mission is to advance a sustainable business environment and improve the quality of life for the community. The Monta Vista Chamber of Commerce is located at 947 First Avenue in Monta Vista. You can call them at 719-852-2731. That's 719-852-2731. Or visit their website, montavistachamber.org. That's montavistachamber.org. And check back at the beginning of every month for another Monta Vista Chamber Business Spotlight Podcast. We appreciate you telling your friends to listen to the podcast on slvoices.com and check out our extensive calendar of events, more listings in one location than any other website around. You can help spread the word too by joining our Facebook group, SL Voices, your voice in the San Luis Valley, and liking our posts on other social media outlets. Also check out our Instagram page for behind the scenes looks at what we do. And please, patronize our local sponsors. Remember to support the businesses here in the Valley. Most are owned and operated by your friends, family, and neighbors. We all love this area and want to see it flourish. And you can help by buying and supporting locally in your own and surrounding communities. Check back for another local podcast soon. Until then, this has been San Luis Valley Voices, a production of SL Voices, your voice in the San Luis Valley.